podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Like so many of us, Pat Clinton has been a Celtic fan his whole life. In those 50 odd years, he's seen some ups and downs at the club, but save for a spell across the 90s, it's fair to say that it's mostly been ups, and I don't think Pat would have it any other way. Pat's now taken some time to share with us some stories from his Celtic supporting life, including his all-time Celtic eleven, a trip to Seville, and he even finds a wee bit of time to include the occasional dig at Rangers. A special thanks too to James, Stevie and Tommy Turner for their help with this recording, and to everyone who's played a part in Pat's Celtic life since his very first game way back in 1984. So, enjoy here, Pat Clinton, My Celtic Story. Right, Pat, to get us started, do you want to uh, kick off by telling us the, the first Celtic game you remember going to? It's not necessarily the first one you went to, but the first one you remember as a kid. Okay. First ever Celtic game that I went to so it was a school trip to Celtic versus Rapid Vienna, 1984 European Cup Winners' Cup, to High at Celtic Park. We won 3 0. Was, was there a bit of controversy in that one with the replay? Yeah, somebody that? lobbed a bottle in the park. Was it you? No. <laughs> not guilty. What, uh, who would you have gone to a game like that with? The school. Right, just your kind of pals for school? No, this, it was an organised school trip. Right, okay. What, uh, who would have been the main men for Celtic in 84? What kind of guys would have been doing the rounds? Tommy Burns, Peter Grant, Mojo. <sighs> Not allowed to mention him in this, I'm afraid. Uh, McClare. These kind of guys. Yeah. Who would have been a favourite, I suppose? The maestro would have been through at that time as well, wouldn't he? Um, Favourite at that time would definitely have been Roy Aitken. Roy Aitken, the bear. What, uh, what did, an absolute leader. Yeah. What, what did you like most about him? Just that, his leadership skills? Just an absolute leader. Could take a game with a scruff of the neck. Yeah. And uh, just drag the team forward. Good choice. I was going to ask whether it's that game or otherwise, who in general was your favourite player growing up? Roy Aitken. Yeah. Straight out the bat. Guys like Charlie Nicholas as well. Frank McGarvey. Um, growing up those kind of guys aye aye absolutely um, so you've talked about favourite players back in the day you know Roy Aitken and otherwise what about now who's your favourite player for the, the club Aaron set? Moy aye as a Moy how come I just think he's outstanding yeah he's a uh, so a lot of so we, we speak in the show regular about when they come in at first we're thinking not convinced doesn't have much pace 32 years of age and stuff do you think he's just get better and better as, as the time's going? I just done? think he's outstanding. He controls games. Yeah. Very and he's he's just head and shoulders above his, his uh, teammates and such like, you know. Yeah. Did you have any doubts at first? Did you think he, he was going to take a bit I'd of time? I had my doubts, aye. And I think everybody did, but uh, he's just come to the fore and I think he's outstanding. Yeah, he stepped up. Hopefully he's fit for Saturday. So I think it's 50-50 yeah. for him and Rio Hattati to see if mm-hmm. they make it in. What about other guys? So the... We talk a lot about the the current teams just full of guys that a they're very likable players, you know, mm-hmm. they've got good personalities, but they're very, very, very talented. So whether it's Jota's, Kyogo's, Hatati that I've mentioned, Carter Vickers, anyone else stand out apart from Aaron and the Murray? team, Hatati, aye. Yeah. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Great midfielder. What about the main man? What about Ange? What's your general thoughts on him? I think Ange is terrific. Yeah. He's a breath of fresh air. He's coming and done way beyond our expectations nobody could have expected him to do as well as he's done were you same as Aaron Moy I suppose but were you convinced from day one with Ange were you, or did you have to check no at all 
have to do a bit of giggling. I mean, I'd never heard of the guy, so I thought this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. But it's turned out beachy. Yeah. What about, you know, to kind of step away from some of the questions we've got here for now, all going well, so we'll, we'll wait and see how it plays out, but, you know, Celtic obviously targeting a treble just now and mm-hmm. be brilliant to pick up another one. So if we do win the treble, that'll be a world record eighth treble, which is something in itself. What about beyond that though? So he's he's obviously kind of shown that he can, you know, he's kind of mastered things domestically. Yeah. Do, you, do you think he's got the ability to see his kick on in Europe? Because there's no, no getting away from the fact that we've we've really struggled. And whether it's any managers, you know, Rodgers, Lennon, you know, and even going back to Martin O'Neill, who was the last real manager to have an impact. Well, striking to an extent, but do you think Andrew's mm-hmm. got the capability to see his take some steps there? I don't see why not. Um, I think that's his his next area for improvement. Um, I think he, he can push us on in Europe as well. Yeah. Do you think we're still a couple of bodies short, a couple of players short if we go into that next Listen, level? we're always looking for, for players to improve the team, so mm-hmm. um, I think that's what Andrew will be looking at during the summer. Yeah. Again, we speak a lot about where Andrew are either all in or all out, and I think Georges Giacomakis and Josip Juranovic, I think they maybe put their head above the parapet to maybe ask for more yeah. dough or whatever. <laughs> those, guys are, those guys are history now. Were you disappointed to see them go? Are they a couple of players that you liked? Uh, I like Jack and Marcus and Juranovic. Mm-hmm. Although some of his performances after he declared he was leaving yeah. were pretty poor, you know. Particularly at Ibrox, I think. Um, do you think Andrew's done the right thing by you know, just kind of casting them aside if they're not all in on the project? I think so, I. Yeah. I think, I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> You've got to trust him. Trust, trust, trust his judgment. Yeah, trust him, Andrew. That's exactly where we are. You know, sometimes he'll make a, you know, a few calls or he'll go with a starting lineup, but generally speaking, I think all the fans are in this place where it's just he knows what he's doing and let's kind of trust yeah. him to do so. So, Pat, we've spoken about uh, you know your earliest memory that there that game at Rapid Vienna. Um, yeah. But what about kind of favourite games, whether it be you know cup finals or big league wins and stuff? What are the ones that stand out for you? Over the the favourite favourite ever games got to be Vim Janssen starting the ten. Yeah. Ninety seven, ninety eight season. It was absolutely monumental. Yeah, phenomenal. Could you imagine if Celtic had never won that? I cannot, I cannot. It was, History would never be the same. It was tense, wasn't it? It was an amazing day, an amazing day, but it was so tense in the lead up. Even after you know, Larson scores early, but you're nervous until uh, Harold Bratpack does yeah. his thing. Yeah, yeah. What What would that day have been like for you then, start to finish? Who would you have been with? Where would you have gone before it? What age would you have been then, ninety eight? Um, I would have been about twenty seven. Just a young man. Just a young buck. Pe- peak of his drinking powers. Aye. Um, so who would you have gone to the game with? Where would you have gone before it, for example? Um, probably somewhere like the Squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, the classy joints, nothing aye. but the best. Def- we definitely went to Squirrel um, and stayed for the national anthem <laughs> at like, half past two. <laughs> and we tied ourselves up the road and then for the up. game. I've never felt an atmosphere like it before or after. Yeah. Um, and do you remember who you, you were with that day? I think I was with quite a crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, a wee brother. And was Tommy Toner there? Um, no, he wasn't there. No. No. He was with the West Calder. Hey, I've seen you at the end of the game. I've got a photo there to us. Right, Are good. Well, the the lads in Northstand. They have a nice Tommy. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll I think Mickey Kelly and James Connell. All the crowd were there. Myself and Connell were working. We were tweeting to listen to it and on the radio in McCormick. Well, who, well, who could so, Mickey Kelly we, then? You came up to a pub after later on. Right. And we're living a, a late one after that. Aye. Yeah. It was just such a big relief, wasn't it? And obviously, Bum Janssen turned out to be a, a one-season wonder, but he, he'll never be forgotten for he just no. you know what he'd done that it season. Was, Celtic had to win that game. 
And they only won that game at, you know, history wouldn't be the same. Yeah. That season's obviously remembered for a you know a couple of big ones, but there was a notable one uh, in New Year where I think it was Paul Lambert and Craig Burley that get the yeah, goals in a yeah. 2 win. What about guys like that? How important were they to the Celtic team at the time? Oh, they were uh, massive, weren't they? Um, you know, but I think the, the standout obviously was, was Henrik. Absolutely. You mentioned Roy Aitken as your kind of all-time favourite, but Larson must be there or thereabouts somewhere, eh? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And I've got that in my all-time 11. Oh, have you? We'll get to that just shortly. Um, what about Larson? I think Celtic were so lucky to keep Larson for so long. I think was it seven seasons or so. But mm. from his point of view, right? You know, he comes from Feyenoord. The guy he scored goals at, goals at Euros, World Cups, you know, Europe, all that kind of stuff. Why do you think a player like that, not from these shores, chose to stay at a place like Celtic Park so long? Um, because obviously, I'd like some Martin O'Neill as a manager. Um, playing with great players like Lubbock, eh, Lambert, Lennon, um, just in a team that was challenging and was, was, was got to to the UEFA Cup final as well. Yeah. So um, why would they want to go anywhere else? You know. Correct. Good answer. Um, right. Let's crack on with the the, the Celtic eleven of all time. So you'll have scribbled down your notes okay. that you run through them. So what formation are you going with first of all? Right. I'm going with um, a four three one two formation. Hold on a minute. Oh, the, the, the less heard 4 3 one, 2 I like it um, who's in the sticks for you? Boric okay, I'm going to fast forward quickly because I was going to ask you just a quick fair question later on Arthur Boric or Fraser Foster who Boric. Do you, obviously, Boric. But why do you prefer him? because I thought um, in the 2005 season he was a beast <laughs> absolutely was he was phenomenal we spoke See, about him in the show his performances against like say AC Milan yeah, and the San Siro alright we lost the tie over the two legs but I thought he was just like a beast Yeah, as if he was possessed he had just something about him didn't he uh-huh. yeah. so good choice for, for goalie so you're back four let's start it right back who are you going with? McGrain this is too easy isn't it too easy tell us a bit about Danny McGrain so that'll have been amongst your early Celtic memories watching a guy like Danny we're talking about early memories and players and such like then Danny McGrain was World class. That's the question. So you know, people say, is I'm, I'm too young to have seen him, but I'm just a, I'm just a mm-hmm. kid. But a lot of folk who did see him say that he was genuine world class. Do you think he could have slotted into any team across any Europe team, and man. beyond? Because you've seen him in like some of the games, like the home internationals against England. You know, he was, he wasn't out of place in, in that sort of company. Yeah, about the Kieran I'm going t- back a few years, you know. Absolutely. Is the Kieran Tierney thing going on a wee bit with the national side for the? Moved them to left back to accommodate who would it have been? Sandy Jordan. Sandy Jordan, decent player as well, but to show the capability to be equally good at right back and left back mm-hmm. says a lot about him, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, quality player. Uh, and what about left back? Who's in there? Left back, um, I have got um, Tommy Burns. TB dropping him back a bit. You could have gone with Mo Kamara, Danny Fox. All of these guys, but I, you've gone with. I could TV. have also gone with KT as well. You could have, yeah. That'd have been more, <laughs> more legit than the two I mentioned. Uh, so Tommy Burns, listen, he's a guy that he's a favourite with just about every Celtic fan as well. What about him as a player? You know, we all know about him as a person and the kind of guy he was. But what about as a player? He was a brilliant player as well. I we were talking about that team, um, uh, you know, the likes of um, McLaren. Aitken and whatever mm-hmm. he was part of that team as well with 
you know, so you, I don't think you can leave him out. Yeah, he'd a wee bit of bite about him as well, didn't he? That kind of fiery, red-haired temper. That's it. Tommy Toner style. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bit of dig, didn't he? Well, he definitely did, aye. Yeah, didn't do him any harm. Uh, and what about in the centre of defence? Who'd you go centre with Centre of defence, I've got uh, Aitken and Elliot. So, feed the bear. And Paul Elliot? Yep. Tell us a bit more about him and why he's got the nod. Yeah, Paul Elliot you're talking about? Yep. What a player. Absolutely outstanding. Took, took a wee bit of time to find his feet at Celtic, but... Class, absolute class written all over him. Yeah. Where do you think he compares to more recent guys like Van Dyke or Carter Vickers for the current team? Well, nothing wrong with Carter Vickers or, or Van Dyke, but I just thought Paul Elliott was just absolutely world, no world class, but just a class act. Yeah, just a, a real solid performer. It'd been a interesting pairing him and Roy Aitken together, wouldn't it? There wouldn't oh, been definitely. Many yeah. getting past them. Uh, okay, so midfield. So you've gone with three in the midfield. Is that right? Uh, yes. Right. Let's hear them. So Collins at Left midfield. Yeah. McStay in the centre. Mm-hmm. And Nicanio right. Despite his uh, political leanings, shall we Despite say. Despite his... is a phenomenal player. Yeah, just talking football, absolutely. Let's start with John Collins. Obviously, he's so far easily the most handsome man in the team. A, a dashing fella, but what about as a player? Class act as a player, wasn't he? Class act, class, class left peg. Remember some of the goals he scored at Ibrox, his free kicks, and um, were just outstanding. Yeah, I wonder. He, he wasn't in a great Celtic team, but him and McStay dragged the team forward. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I think it was unfortunate that he himself was a quality player, but mm. part of a, a poor Celtic side. And actually, Celtic had a bundle of guys during you know those times in the nineties where team were struggling, they weren't winning much, but there were some really brilliant players around, wasn't there? Yeah. So John Collins in at left mid. The maestro, I think he makes most, if not all, Celtic yeah. 11. So tell us about... An elegant footballer. He's like a ballet dancer or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, one of the goals he scored at Celtic Park against um, Rangers. I mean, he just elegantly took the ball around the entire defence and chipped it in. I don't know what, I don't know what game it was, maybe, mm. or what, what day it was, but... It was just out of this world, you know? Yeah, yeah, I had it all. I think um, there was somebody on, on Twitter in the last few days, I think they were at it, they put a team up, what, what year was it, James? Can you remember? Nah, it was a, a team for the mid to late 80s containing guys like, you know, McStay and... Yeah. Just, yeah, all these talents. And I don't know if he was fishing for a bit of engagement on Twitter, but he said, ah, oh, great team and all that stuff, but none of these guys would get into the, the current Celtic side. That's nonsense, isn't it? Absolute bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I can beat that out. McStay would get in before any of the team. Yeah. McStay was genuinely one class in a bad team. Yeah. And you've got, like you mentioned, some of the strikers, you know, Charlie Nicholas and, you know, various others. Just real quality across that team. So yeah. I think the fella was at it a wee bit on Twitter. What about the Canio? So he, when did he arrive around about 96, 97, along with guys like, you know, he was there with. George Cadetti and Pierre Van Hoydon yeah. and stuff. Tommy Burns, that's obviously in it less back. He's politically leaning kind of spoil things a wee bit, but mm-hmm. um, what a phenomenal player. Yeah. Do you remember that goal against Aberdeen where he's chipped the goalie with the gold boots on? How could you forget it? It was unbelievable. So uh, I'm sure it was Nicky Walker that was in goals for Aberdeen up at Pataudry and the ball comes out of the sky and anyone else just tries to get something on it or nudge it past the goalie and he just shows a bit of class the one thing missing from De Canio's repertoire was a goal against Rangers that would have been something wouldn't it he never scored against Rangers I don't think so no. 
the one thing he was missing the one thing he was missing was two goals against Rangers <laughs> did he Tommy yes he did remind he scored, us he scored us it was a New Year fixture unfortunately we lost it but he scored it. I think we lost 3-1 you're right he scored, you're he right Tommy that's why I'll have taken it in my memory I only count wins but I'm not any 3-1 losses and stuff like that but we were robbed that night uh, it, it, do you know he had a couple of real barnies kind of quite famously with Ian Ferguson they were kind of squaring up and yeah. he, he lost the plot didn't he and again he's, he's maybe falls into the bracket a few of these guys he was such a good player at a time when Celtic just hadn't quite got back to winning ways That's right. you know obviously he never won a title did he and Spot on, I think we all know that Tommy Burns Tommy Burns' his team robbed their title, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think was it only was it or was Decanio? Un- uh, I'm not sure if Decanio was there at that time. Though. But Tommy Burns signed them, um, and I think uh, Tommy, you can correct us again. But I think we went through the season unbeaten league wise, but it was just too many draws. One game, I think, yeah, but we drew eleven games under Burns, but that was before Decanio was there. Eleven draws before I. Aye. Well, yeah. sorry. But some of the some of the football under Burns did you enjoy that. So his big success was obviously the '95 Scottish Cup win against yeah. Airdrie Hamlet. We had that one. I was. Yeah. Uh, again, that was was it Celtic's first trophy in six years and big relief all round with loss to Wraith Rovers in the League Cup the, yeah. the year before and stuff. What what kind of buzz was it for to see Pierre Van Hoydonk score the one on that one? Tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah, great days. And great cross by... Um, who put the cross in? Tosh McKinley. Tosh McKinley. Yeah. yeah Another one who could have been a left-back. Yeah, he was good, you know, and again, he maybe came to Celtic a wee bit late in his career, but... We showed a lot of quality. Oh, aye, um, definitely. Really good player, and again, maybe just did a, you know a tough time in Celtic's yeah. history. So, it really high quality in the midfield. McStay in the centre, John Collins to the left, and the can to the right. So I see you've created a space for a what I think is going to be a number ten in the hole. Yes. So who are you going with? Lupo. Ah, a gift choice. from God. Who, <laughs> Absolutely. Who else could I choose? Yeah, and uh, he he came along at the right time for him because this was at a stage where. You know, Martin O'Neill was really getting things ticking along mm-hmm. for us and there was real genuine quality around there and, and, and Lobo was such a huge part of that. What made him such a special player for you? Just absolute brilliant player, you know. I mean yeah. I mean he he, he was just a, an absolute joy to watch. Any standout memories, any goals or moments? Aye, something like his his, his uh, demolition at Ibrox, you know, when he two scored goals. the two goals at Ibrox. Yeah. Some of the screamers he put in, you know, he just what a player right and left. Um could link up with Larson brilliantly. Yeah. And a joy to watch. Absolutely. And I think um I think it was thirty three when he signed and you you'll remember the famous headlines from guys like Hugh Keevans just, you know yeah. I think Hugh Keevans' big thing at the time was that Celtic should have been going all out to sign John Spencer. Oh, <laughs> we missed out on John Spencer and we got Lobo, so I think we were doing something. I think we were doing something right. Yeah, brilliant player. And credit to Joe Vengloss. He, he didn't get a lot right at Celtic unfortunately and you know he was at the tail end of his own coaching career but the one big yeah. thing he gave Celtic was Lobo Moravchik so what a find and what a player um, up top then you'll have no end of options here in terms of the the, the amount of options we've got for up front so I'm leaving out the likes of Sutton mm-hmm. Hartson um, McAvaney yeah um, so if you're leaving out guys like that then the guys that you're putting in have got to be quality so Larson yeah. So easy one there. So Henrik Larson. Easily the best player I've ever seen in a Celtic jersey. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, and that's the interesting one. So you know you can have your favourite players and 
guys like Roy Aitken and Tommy Burns will resonate with yeah. so many folk for different reasons. But in terms of pure ability and quality, is it lasting all day long it's for you? It's lasting now. Yeah, great choice. And who's his partner? Who's Who's been given the, the accolade of playing alongside him? The cannonball kid. Charlie Nicholas. Chico. <laughs> so again, I, I've, I've missed most of Charlie Nicholas' stuff. I'm born in 81, right? So I've kind of missed his kind of stuff in a Celtic shirt. But in terms of just natural talent and sheer ability, great player, eh? Brilliant. Yeah. Were you disappointed when they moved on? A lot of folks say that, but folk of slightly older than me talk about that as their first big Celtic gut- heartbreak. I was gutted. Yeah. The, the likes of Tommy, he was distraught. Oh, yeah. Cousin Tommy was distraught. In- inconsolable, Tommy. I was inconsolable, 10 year old when he left, I wasn't deep. Phoned up my granny to greet to him. Very good. So, it's, it's some front. I mean, you've mentioned some of the guys that haven't made that uh, forward line part. So, Sutton, Hartson, even guys like Dembele that I know Dembele, you're kind of fond Dembele, of. Hooper. What about Kyogo? You like Kyogo in the in I like Kyogo, I. He's got a long way to go, though. Before he's got a long he's... way to go before he's in any of that sort of company. Yeah. And he's got to do it in Europe as well. That's true. Macaveni. What about George Cadetti? I thought he was a real Cadetti was amazing, now. George Cadetti. And here's a question. So I'll run through your team first of all before asking you the next question. So just to confirm, Arthur Boric and goals. Danny mm-hmm. McGrain, right back. Tommy Burns, left back. Centre half pairing of Roy Aitken and Paul Elliott. Your midfield three is Decanio, McStay and John Collins. Yep. Just worrying, is, is Decanio the kind of guy that's going to track back when you're under a bit of pressure defensively? Aye, because Decanio was a beast. He's an athlete, wasn't he? He was an athlete and he he, he, he trained like a you know, he trained like a madman. Yeah, because he, he was a madman. And he's got Danny McGrain behind him. You, know, you can't say, say he wasn't fit. He was as fit as a, a butcher's dog. Yeah, he was a real athlete. Um, so then Luba Moravchik sitting in the 10, uh, just behind the front two. Of Henrik Larson and Charlie Nicholas, what a team! I suppose my, my question was going to be, does this beat the current team? But I know the answer. But what do, what do you think? Oh, definitely. It's an outstanding team, isn't it? Um, there's various guys you've mentioned that have missed out in the front line. We've spoken about them there. You know, McAvenies, Sutton's, Hartsons. Anyone else? You obviously you, you'll have been considering your questions ahead of this today. Yeah. Anyone else that you were thinking about for the midfield that maybe just haven't quite made it? The midfield. Hmm. No, yeah, quite happy with the three in there. What about the back? Did you have any tough calls to make between Katie? Katie's a yeah, it's an interesting one. Could have slotted in at left back. Yeah, Katie could have slotted in there, but I'm not so sure that he stayed long enough to warrant slotting in there and ahead of Tommy Burns. Got you. Um, Paul Telfer on the right hand side didn't quite make the cut. Telfer and Neil, Lee Naylor never made it. But it's a close, <laughs> close run thing. Yeah, but let's not. Let's not dwell on those two. Let's not criticise those guys because they. They took, took um, Celtic quite far in Europe, so... I think you're right. The, the Limited as those guys were ability-wise, they gave their all for the shot. You know, this was during yeah. uh, Gordon's tracking time, but there's no doubt they, they gave their all. And that's all you Definitely can ask for, for anybody. So, listen, a brilliant 11 pattern. It's, it's hard to question anybody you've put in there. And the chance to, to have seen them all, you know, kind of throughout your life is, is amazing in itself. Quick question, who's managing that team? Mm-hmm. You can be the assistant manager. It has to be Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill. Interesting. What did you like so much about Martin O'Neill? Just from the very day he spoke, just you were enthralled by him, you know? So I'm just going to stop the recording here very briefly, and it's a good job Pat chose Martin O'Neill as manager of his greatest ever Celtic eleven, because next thing you know, the great man himself was getting in touch with a message for Pat.
Hello, Pat. This is Martin O'Neill speaking. Your good friend Stephen sent me a little message to say, tell me about you and uh, said that you've been a big Celtic fan for 25 years and that you also went to, um, you went to Seville dressed like somebody who was at the North Pole, I think. Well, what did you think the conditions were going to be like then? But anyway, listen, enough said. He also told me as well too about the little um, the little drinking party, first of all at the bars before the matches and then finishing off at the West End. And you always bought the drinks at the bars because the West End would be much cheaper, or sorry, much dearer, I think. So well done you, pretty clever as well too. So listen, it's just a little message. Um, wish you all the very, very best, obviously. And uh, I believe that you've introduced your two daughters, Nula and Neve, as well to Celtic. So, and they've become big Celtic fans. The side is going brilliantly at the season, uh, this season obviously. And Costa uh, Cogley's doing a fantastic job and um, everything seems to be going all right. But mainly, just to yourself, listen, just a little message to you. Okay? Speak to you soon. Bye. What was the line? I'll do everything in my power to bring some success to this football club. That was a famous line on the, yeah. the steps outside Celtic Park. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, you spoke about the Janssen season and stopping the 10 and that was brilliant back in 98. There was then a kind of mini lull, you know, the John Barnes era and all that kind of stuff. And then Anil comes in, I think it's June or July 2000 and tailed off very slightly towards the end, but it was a brilliant five years with Martin Anil, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And he was up against the financially doped Rangers team as well, and a lot of people got to remember that. I need to speak to the lawyers before we put this out, Pat, with your, uh, your wild accusations. Um, would that have been some of your favourite years? You know, a lot of folk talk about the O'Neill years, so as I say, you know, 2000, what would you have been, 30, give or take? Aye. So, you know, great time to be enjoying all things Celtic. Was, was that amongst your favourite memories? of um, Favourite memories, I think, the, the sort of team of Charlie Nicholas in it, under Dave Hay. Mm-hmm. Oh wait a minute, I'm getting mixed up here. Before the day. Before under Billy. Under Billy, I think was tremendous. And then even even again we under Dave Hay, I think that was a tremendous team with um with with McGarvey up front and um winning the Scottish Cup against Dundee United in eighty yeah. five. That was a brilliant team. Love Street. Um Love Street, as James says. Um the centenary season. Yeah. Um, they were great memories. Um, then obviously it was a bit of a lull, you know, in the nineties. Um, a big bit. Aye. <laughs> but that, that, you know, that's some. You see, when you look back, you know, people are talking now about you know Celtic and just their success over the years and just how dominant Celtic have really been. And if you take out the nineties, which I'd be delighted to do, so if we could, you know, keep yeah. keep ninety eight in there and all that stuff and, and Tommy Burns Trophy in ninety five. But the nineties, by and large, was just it wasn't much fun there. But right up to that, you know, Celtic completely dominated Scottish football, give or take, Aye. and we're now at a you know a further period of dominance. But definitely, I, I mean, some of those occasions you've rhymed off there: Love Street '86, Scottish Cup finals against Dundee United '85, centenary years. They're there's phenomenal memories yeah. for any Celtic fan, aren't they? They are absolutely, definitely. Yeah, brilliant stuff. So what we've got here, we've got a few uh, quick fire questions for okay, you, Pat, and the lads may want to chip in with a few quick fires of their own if, if any spring to mind. The rules: of the quick fire, no thinking. Just what's in your gut. Right, okay. Right, yeah. Straight answer. I don't, might be blithered. Don't need any don't need any rationale unless you want to get into any in a wee bit of detail. So number one, Ange Postacoglu or Martin O'Neill? Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Question two. 
you've got a choice of having the having one turn in a row with Neil Lennon and whatever might have come beyond that, or Ange Postacoglu and what's happening now. So you can't have both. So Ange is amazing, but we wouldn't have got him if we'd have one turn in a row. Ange so. Postacoglu now. Yeah, taking it. I think I'm the same. Uh, I've already asked you this one, but Arthur Boric or Fraser Foster? Arthur Boric. And Paul McStay or Tommy Burns? Paul McStay. Yeah, big fan of the maestro. I was going to ask you about away days, right? So obviously, you know, season ticket holder at Celtic Park, pattern, you know, loads of great memories there. Mm-hmm. Uh, over there, where did you sit? Where was your ticket? Uh, North Stand Upper. Upper, a lot of stairs. A lot of stairs for a young man so like I you. I had a season ticket there for... Were you there together for a while? Some amount of years. So who sat there? Yourself, Pat, James... Stevie, Mickey, Kelly, Connell. Stevie yep. owns Mickey, Kelly, Connell. Yeah, good crowd. No drinking, I hope. No drinking. Sober as judges. <laughs> um, so loads of great memories from Celtic Park over the years. Um, did you get a season ticket, you know, not long after the, the new stadium was developed? Aye. Right in there? Right in there in the North Stand. Fergus McCann, Just CSC? No, a block away from where Tommy Toner sits. You still there, Tommy, in the still same seat? Still there, still in the same seat. I like it. Um, but what about away days, right? So away from Celtic Park and there's, listen, there's some towsy atmospheres in a good way at some of the stadiums around, you know, whether it's Tynecastle or Tannadice or Petaudry or even Ibrox. Yeah. Have you any kind of favourite away days over the years? I like a station park for far. <laughs> what? Seen, I didn't have that on my list. <laughs> I seen Jakinowski scream one in in the last minute. And for far? Aye. And an absolute screamer. I'll need to check the archive to see if that's true because I've no idea at all. <laughs> Struggling, I think it was 1-1 one, one, and he picked up, the, picked up the ball and just absolutely rattled it right into the top corner. Uh, that tells you where we, we were at, that we were struggling one each. You know what I mean? I know, but what a player he was yeah. as well. Yeah, and he's a, a, I was a, he was my first Celtic hero, Jack yeah. Anofsky, and, and we were talking about the various strikers. He never even got a mention there. But I suppose like you know you mentioned with somebody else, he wasn't there long enough, I suppose, to have a yeah. huge impact and stuff, but I gave us two funding up the dancing with Paul Elliott and others. But in terms of just pure football and ability, he was something else, wasn't he? Oh, he wasn't half. Yeah, great player. So, 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 so the the back of the the um, Forfarth Athletic Stadium, um, the back of the main stand is actually just a, a coup field. Right. Because <laughs> So it just tells you what, what kind of light the stadium was. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, oh, the hotbed atmosphere at Ibrox or Petaudry can't be beaten. I've been, been to Ibrox a few times. When they set foot in that again? No, not a fan. Not after for you. the after they went bust, I went right. That's it. I'm not going back. Again, the lawyers. I'm going to give them the money. <laughs> what about Petaudry? That's a good place for a. Aye, Petaudry's a, a good a good away trip as well. Yeah. Did you Although get... to be honest, it's seen better days, Petaudry. It's a wee bit tired, isn't it? And the Celtic fans get kind of yeah. shoehorned into that wee bit there. What about did did you get to any kind of European away trips? Um, I didn't actually know. Not much of that. Uh, Seville, Seville, Seville. Seville aye. That, that counts as European away. That was something else. Yeah. What, what about that as an experience? You know, that's despite you know not getting the win and all that kind of stuff. It's one that you know people speak so fondly of for for loads of different reasons. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Amazing. You know, just just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Did you go out for a few days before and after? Or? Um, I went out on a, a trip with um, international Hines. travel. Harry Hines. We've still, we've still got our complete letter into them and they haven't responded. Right, well, yeah, fingers crossed. You never know, you might get an email through any day now and that. Stevie's still chasing that up. <laughs> what about um, just the atmosphere around that? So you spoke about the atmosphere when we stopped at 10 and just what a buzz that was. But Seville, you know, I think everybody was so deflated after the final whistle. But what about right up to that? You know, you've got this kind of... Just the pride. Yeah. The, the pride that you felt um, taking the team over there. You know, no arrests. Um, 
Could have won it. Could have, yeah. If Hartson had been fit, we might have won it, you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, he was kind of, you know, so close to, to making it, but the back trouble kind of put him out. You've seen how important he was in the run with the goal against Liverpool and the goal against Celta Vigo, particularly. Yeah. And it says a lot about John Hartson, actually, that he was, you know, trying to break into a front line that contained Chris Sutton and Henrik mm. Larson, but he still had enough about him to go and have an impact. Yeah. And yes, yeah, it's, it's if buts and maybes, isn't it? But he could have made a wee bit of a difference. Yeah. But what you got to remember is you were up against the Porto team that went on to win the European Cup, you know? So... Um, was it the following season? Yep. And a, so, and a manager that was just getting started, Mourinho, in aye. his career, you know. A lot of folk haven't forgiven Jose Mourinho for some of the antics. Where are you at on that? Well, you know, they, they were outrageous, but uh, I think we were up against a better team. You've got to hold your hand up and go, no, we're, we're beating, beating on the day, you know. Yeah. Fair and square. Fairish. Well. Early, Deco. I think so. Manish, they were a team full of quality. They, they really were. Oh, yeah. um, mm. What What is hard to think, Pat, is that that's now twenty years ago. You know, so yeah. In fact, if we just approach the anniversary, will it be twenty fifth of May two thousand and three? So, what I mean, that itself is kind of hard to picture, isn't it? You know, it's been a kind of quite twenty years. Would you have any kind of other kind of memories throughout that twenty years? The good thing about those Martin O'Neill years were. That was the start of Celtic, you know, turn of the century, really getting back on track and, and continue to dominate. There's been a couple mm-hmm. of blips and, you know, there's a couple of titles for Rangers, old or new, depending on how you look at that. Um, yeah. And it was a COVID season, which doesn't really count, does it? So we'll, we'll scrap no. that. Yeah, actually, I, I read a headline yesterday. Someone sent me a screen grab and it was a headline of, remember Celtic came back for Dubai and did we either draw nothing each or one each with Hibs? Uh, and there's a headline that Celtic had 13 players missing for the game. That's just no football. You, you imagine somebody turned around at any point this season and says, right, good luck, you're up against, I don't know, Hearts tomorrow, but you, we're taking five guys out of your team, or six guys, let alone 13. Yeah. It's the season that never should have been. So for me, it doesn't count. But I mean, what did you think watching football during that COVID season? Strange, wasn't it? Horrible. Didn't, didn't feel didn't feel real, you know? Nah, just with, you know, with no fans being there, it just it didn't yeah. feel like no football. And I think Celtic suffered by having no fans. And Neil, more so than any other team. Yeah, and Neil Lennon said as much, you know, the fans are so important to Celtic. And, and listen, you've seen it almost immediately when we get back to full stadiums, just what Celtic fans can do and how they support the team and, and kind of yeah. bring them on. And I, it just it, it didn't suit Celtic at all that season. And no. listen, there was a, a few other things and maybe some players that wanted away, but not having the fans there was a, a huge kind of negative yeah. for us. But what about it? So as I say, there, you know, kind of 20 years or so since the Ville, Real highs and lows, so we've gone for the the O'Neill years to then, you know, we've kind of had to downgrade a wee bit with Gordon Strachan in terms of the you know the budgets he had, but he's still done, you know, done a really decent job. Business, Got us through a couple of last 16s in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, won three titles in a row, and then you find, you know, a bit of kind of not so good stuff with Tony Mowbray was he after, Gordon Strachan. What about Moggers' time? I, I was fond of him as a guy, obviously, you know, as a player, he was very well thought of at Celtic, but. Didn't really work as a manager, did it? The take it on the chin season. Aye. Dreadful. <laughs> it wasn't much funny. Dreadful. Um, Do you think he was badly treated by the officialdom in terms of... Oh, absolutely. The yeah. And I was there that night when he got the sack. St Mirren. At St Mirren, yeah, you know. 4-0. And I, I seen all talking to him outside the, the ground. So. Yeah. I, do you know, I felt hard sorry for him because I think I think he's a decent person, I really do. And, I, and you hear him speaking, you know, he's, he's a likeable guy. But I wonder if he was... 
I don't know if it's the right word to say he's too nice for Celtic. He didn't have, a, he didn't have you know, sometimes you need a wee bit of the, not a bit of the devil in you, but you need to have a wee bit of something more to be, you know, he, yeah. he's, he's clearly a good coach, right? He's still coaching it. Is it Sunderland he's at just now? He's he's been round the blocks and he's forged out a good career down south, but you then look at, the most successful guys at Celtic have been the charismatic managers, haven't they, between, I don't even mention Jock Steen almost, but, you know, Steen and yeah. Neil, Martin O'Neill, you know, Rodgers and Lennon as well, you know, I, these guys I, have got spiky characters in a positive way. I think way, he tried to make too many changes. He got rid of um, Barry Robson, Steve McManus. Um, Steve McManus, what do you call him? Um, McDonald. Strachan Scott McDonald. You know, brought in Keane on loan, Kamara mm-hmm. uh, on, you know, these guys on loan. So it was Lowell's tinkering. Yeah. And Mogga had to put up with it, you know. He had to carry the can with it, didn't he? What about, fast forward a wee bit to the likes of Brendan Rodgers, so he's a guy that splits opinion mostly because of how he left, right? But at the time, it's pretty enjoyable stuff, you know, you're having the invincible season, yeah. you've gone on to win the quadruple treble, which is just phenomenal, um, but then obviously he's, he's done a midnight flat, you know, out the back door, yeah. you know, mid-season, but what about just the football and the success under Rodgers, did you enjoy that? I thought Rodgers were a breath of fresh air and it was brilliant for Celtic and... Um, a lot of fans decrying because he left during the middle of the season, but he never got the players he wanted in, you know. You know, we're talking about McGinn and um, Pacini. Stephen Fletcher. Um, who else was he wanting in? He never got in because Lowell didn't sign him. Um, see, see, when you look at the list of guys that he did sign, there was some shockers in there, wasn't there? And I wonder if they're just... As a manager, if you get offered somebody or nobody, you'll take the somebody. Were they, were they players that he wanted or were they foisted on him? I, I think definitely the latter. I think there was some Peter Lowell involvement there. I, you know, there's guys like, your lads can maybe rhyme off some of them, but like... Malumba. Jeremy Tollian, uh, you know... Chavez always the top of the seemed yeah. to be the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, he was scunnered with that, but... But in saying that... Who's the big centre-half? Benkovic? Benkovic was in and out. Yeah. Um, that said though, he did work with some great talent, so Dembele, who's obviously a favourite of yours part, Scott Sinclair, guys Scott like Sinclair, that, aye. Stuart Armstrong came in, um, did he Edward came in, yeah, he came in on loan initially I think at the same did, time. Did um, Stuart Armstrong and Gary McKay Stevens, were they not signed by? S- signed at the same time by Rogers, I think. Were they? Hold on a minute, I'll check. Yeah, they were signed the two of them. My correspondent tells me it was... They were signed Armstrong and Gary McKay Steve were Tommy, you hear the stuff that came away when you're not here? I tell you, it's a good job Tommy's here for the fact checking. No no, no fake news with Tommy's around. Um, But I mean, I think Rogers had some shockers foisted upon him in terms of some of the poor players. But he had some talent to work with and he had some brilliant results. Struggled in Europe, unfortunately, which, you know, he's not alone. It's always difficult, yeah. Yeah. He pulled off some big, big wins against Rangers, or they were pretty enjoyable. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, kind of five ones and four nils and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah good memories. So there. it makes a mockery of the old firm. <laughs> uh, for those who can't see, Pat was doing the air quotes there for <laughs> old firm. What about uh, Lenny? Right, so Lenny's Lenny will always be spoken about, you know, in terms of what he does as a player. So, a quick fair question for you: Legend or not? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. And, Particularly what he done as a player, but he's huge success as a manager as well. You can't knock some of the things. Covid he season just an absolute disaster. Which can happen to. And how much of that was his fault? Mm-hmm. It was wrong man. And how m- wrong time. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. 
Yeah. yeah. I think if you're, you know, if you're near Lennon, so I think that the, the time to, you know, shake hands and move on from near Lennon was after they won eight in a row. Mm-hmm. We, we'd won the league, we won the Scottish I Cup. I once got us over the line. Yeah, and Eddie scored the two goals in the cup final against Hearts. Yeah. And the whole, you know, story now is that he got offered the job in the Shivers. In the Shivers, aye. That was the time to say, amazing Neil, you've stepped back in, you've stepped into the breach when we needed you most, you've won the title, you've won the yeah. Scottish and you go with our best wishes, we might even throw a statue out in the Celtic way at some point. But if you're Neil Lennon, he gets offered the job by Peter Lyle, you can't fault Neil Lennon for taking the job, can you? You know, we, well, anyone of us would have done straight away, though. If, you, if you remember, he was offered yeah. the job, and he didn't accept straight away. I wonder if he just playing a bit of chess there, a bit of hardball to try but and what get about, a... What about the CVs that were in Lyle's draw? <laughs> Maybe they're still Who there. Who did they belong to? That's the question, isn't it? Because Cause the chat is, who's the current Arsenal manager, forgotten his name? Arteta, yeah, I heard Arteta, Arteta was yeah. one of those names. I heard that. that could have been interesting. Um, well, we'll never know. Did you know Ange was in the, the book he's running for the Dialer job in Dialer Celtic? So yeah. you wouldn't be surprised if Ange's CV was in that draw yeah. that time. Imagine with the option of Ange to go and take us to the 10 and we so bend I'll, it. I'll take your 10 in a row question, I'll raise you a pre 10 in a row, Ange. Yeah. But for Lenny's point of view, all he could do was take the job. There's no way he could ever knock back Celtic. Of course not, no. Um, and it just didn't work. You know, the 9 in a row season obviously got called a wee bit short with COVID and. That itself was a bit sketchy. For me, it didn't feel like a true title win. You know, there was still a dozen or so games left, 13 games left. Mm-hmm. Was it? In fact, was it less than that? Was it eight games left? Uh, it was like oh, I was a they were going to win, no more. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, you know, t- you know, we were all in the house at that point and you, get a, you see pictures of Scott Brown receiving a trophy in the garden yeah, on his exactly own and stuff like that with, with a full head of hair, no less. Uh, that it, was wasn't it, it wasn't in doubt of that title. No, 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 never at all. And then there was that just, a normal year with the you know the COVID season, um, and what about obviously kind of Ange's you know he's still less than two years in, but what is it? You're obviously a big fan, right? So what is it about him that that makes you enjoy his football so much? I think if anybody has said he he's going to be successful as he has been, you know, back back when he was first mooted as manager, you'd have laughed your head off. Yeah. Because everybody's going who, who, who's this guy? Nobody had a clue who he was. I certainly didn't know who he was. Yeah. Aside from his football stuff, so he plays some great stuff, you know, very attack minded, but what about him as a guy, as a personality? Is he just the kind of guy that Celtic need, you know, somebody with that charisma? I think he's a no nonsense guy and if you if you're not up to the mark then you're out, you know. Very good. Um So what what would we bring it for to now? So we're what's this, the sixth of April night, so we're a couple of days out from the third Celtic Rangers uh, game of the season. Celtic are currently nine points ahead. Third league game. Third league game, sorry. Nine points ahead with seven to play. Seven to play on Saturday. Does that make eight? Eight to play. Nine, nine points ahead with eight to play at this moment in time. How's Saturday going to play out, Pat? Who's going to be the, the main men? And are you willing well, to throw a scoreline prediction at us? <laughs> There's a wee bit of doubt over Taylor and Hatati and whether they're going to be fat or no. Yeah. Um, I think it's still going to be a tight game. <coughs> a tight game. Um, I don't think it's going to be a squish for us, even if if we are in front of our own home fans and they've not got any, <coughs> any fans at it. So, um, but I, I think we should still should still win it. But I don't think it's going to be a, a thrashing. Grab a bit of water and I'll get your scoreline prediction off you. Yeah, um, you'll be, hope, be hoping that Aaron Moy makes it first of all. Aye. 
Yeah, I think he's the main man pulling the strings. Well, he was training today, apparently. Yeah, that's a chat. So Moy, it looks like he trained, but it looks like Hattati and Taylor weren't there. So you don't know if that's Ange just boxing a wee bit clever there and maybe... Trading indoors. Aye, trying to kind of pull the It was a heavy knock that Taylor took, though, so... It was, aye. They kind of... A heavy kind of knock in the knee. Bye. If Aaron Moy's there, I think... I, I do think we missed the creativity of Moy and Hattati last week. Did you catch any of the yeah. highlights from uh, the Ross County game? Yes. Yeah, I thought there was just a wee bit of something missing there. Aye, there was. There definitely was, aye. So, 2-0 there. Uh, big question. I put it to the guys on the show uh, the other week, and I put it to a couple of other guests that we've had recently. Uh, are we going to win the treble, or what's going to potentially stop Celtic from winning the treble? I think we'll win the treble, aye. Yeah. Are you worried about Rangers on the, is it the 22nd of April? No. I've got all my dates wrong here. <laughs> new, I, sh- I should really have taken better notes, but... Um, New co-Rangers New co-Rangers You don't worry about them in a one-off tie You don't think no. they've got enough in their locker Fair enough uh, No, no What did you say your prediction was for Saturday? 2-0 2-0 2 um, You mentioned that game Your first game part back at uh, Rapid Vienna 1984 Yeah What age were you then, sorry? 14 And your school took you? School took us, aye My school never took me to games What school were you at, Pat? St. Joe's St. Joe's and Dumfries? Yeah Used to run trips to Celtic games. So that's nineteen eighty four, so we're approaching forty years. Oh you only won it through the bottle yeah, from then. I was at that game. Yeah. Oh you only won it through the bottle. No. Oh we got that earlier too. <laughs> I joined got his confession, Tommy. Right, okay. so I also joined the Dumfries Celtic Supporters Club round about that time, maybe a couple of years later. Dumfries Celtic Supporters Club, so maybe as you were getting at your kind of late teens, something like yeah. that. No late teams, you know, maybe about 15, 16. Was that a good club? You know, kind of. Uh, Very big good club, aye. And Still is. Big numbers at that kind of place? Like, aye, they would take like three buses to, to some games then. Um, back in the late 80s and 90s, you know. Where would they be based? Like, obviously, Dumfries, but would they Dumf- drink at a certain pub? Or? Oh, Dum- the various pubs in Dumfries, aye. All the pubs. How many is in Dumfries? <laughs> any pub that sell drink. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I mean, you know, give or take in terms of your, your Celtic support and life, but that's. That's 40 odd years of Celtic and I suppose it's more of a, a, an overall question just now but why do you think Celtic's played such an important part in your life? You know, Why has Celtic been such a, a big thing for you? I think it was just passed, passed on, you know, passed on through the family and such like and passed on through the school as well. Um, I think everybody at school said massive Celtic supporters. Yeah, so. I suppose um, it's one way of fitting in at school, isn't it? I don't think it was ever in doubt, you know. Mm-hmm. When I come through your parents, was your dad a big fan? Aye, my dad's a big Celtic supporter, aye. Mm. And would he have got to the games, would he have got up to Celtic aye, Park over the no, years? No, when he, after he got married, no. He's not allowed? I was knocked in the Did heat. Did the brakes put on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were your own wee girls, have they got a, a fondness for Celtic? Have they got an interest? Well, my youngest, the eldest daughter had a season ticket with us in the North Stand, um, but we had to kind of give that up after sort of Covid season yeah which Nilla yeah did Eve not have a no but she would she would she would come along if Nilla had a party on or whatever you know and I think there's you know there's they might come in and out of Celtic at different times over their life but you know again it's if I didn't do anything I still think they would have an interest through through their pals at school and such like you know yeah I remember there was a, a Celtic Rangers game maybe about five years ago now and there was a crowd come up to, to mine for it up at the flat. And uh, he says, do you, do you mind if you bring the girls? No, that's fine, cool. 
and Pat turns up just on kickoff with two uh, two wee lassies and the frozen dresses and all the toys and stuff. And I thought, oh, I've, I've got I've got that so wrong. But they were great. They, they were engrossed in the game and, and they loved it and all that kind of stuff. So um, I remember that now. Yeah. Hi. How important is it, Pat? You know, you and the girls and otherwise. How important do you feel it is to to pass Celtic on to the next generation? It's, it's such well, a big thing, isn't I, it? I absolutely. I, I think I've I think I've done my best in that front. Yeah. I think but if done. I do if I do nothing from this sort of point onwards, I still think I'll pick it up anyway, Martin. Yeah, and you know, Celtic's always there for you, Pat, and that's a great thing. Any kind of final words or comments, you know, about, about your Celtic support and life, just as we start to wrap things up? So I had some of my highs, some lows, you know, but I think the highs. Definitely weigh the weigh the lows, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't swap it for the world, would you? Definitely not. Brilliant stuff. Well, isn't that that's smashing, Pat? It's, it's always great to speak to anybody, but it's kind of especially speak to someone like yourself about the the big Celtic memories. Yeah. You've had, you know, such big things with you know Tommy and the. Exactly. Yeah. Through thick and thin. Through thick and thin. Now, great memories, Pan. I'm sure you've got you know loads of great memories that we've not even covered the day with the, the boys over the years. So listen, thanks for taking the time to do it. It's been a pleasure, and I like you remembering me bringing the Wayne's into the house. <laughs> Eating all the chocolate biscuits at a house and home, but now nah, and that's just one of you know all those memories you've got part over the years. So brilliant stuff. Celtic's got a lot to answer for. Certainly has. Podcast Network.